0: Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord. you may be seated and we invite the children to come forward. Um, pews, a purple piece of paper like this. Um the sermon is a little participatory today. So if you can locate this and keep it in your hand until we get toward the end, I will let you know when it's appropriate to get that out. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So welcome to the first Sunday in Advent. I'm so excited to kick off this season in our church life where we wait and we anticipate and... um. I I was struck by uh, the liturgy this morning that Paula has written for us that um, this is a time in which we wait for answered prayers. This is a time that we wait in uncertainty. This is a time when we wait for justice and mercy to reign and for God's kingdom to come. It's hard to wait. And I think that that particularly in in these times, um, when it feels like the darkness is so overwhelming, when it feels like the light is overcome again and again and again, that I wanted to share some stories of hope with you this morning. So one of the best things about preaching at Silverdale Lutheran Church, besides being here with all of you, is that you get to lead preschool chapel. Right? Talk about unexpected things going on. So um, three times in the week before you preach, as a pastor, you meet here in the sanctuary right here. They sit right where Pastor Jonathan is on the floor, and I get to sit right about here. And we tell stories together, and we sing songs, and we spend about 15 minutes. And um, so this week, I uh, decided to talk about the people in the kids' lives who teach them about Jesus. And, um, you know, we have a great text from the Bible that says, you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And so what better to demonstrate clouds than bubbles, right? So we blew some bubbles, and we talked about who who is in the kids' great cloud of witnesses. We talked about preschool teachers and mommies and daddies and aunties and uncles and pastors and friends and all kinds of people. And um, as we were about to wrap up and say our prayer, a little boy named Liam, he's an identical twin, so I think it was Liam, it might have been Logan, I don't know. Um, He was sitting right here kind of close to me, and he turned around to me and he said, I'm a cloud too, I'm a cloud. And I thought, why, yes, you are. You are part of my cloud of witnesses, right? Right? Because when I look into those bright and shining faces of three-year-olds, I see hope. And when I listen to their high-pitched, excited voices sing songs, I hear hope. And when I watch them twirl and dance and chase bubbles and run into each other (laughs) and apologize if they hurt each other, I watch hope. Because we are a people of hope. I was visiting with another friend this week about hope. He's slightly older than the preschoolers. And we were talking about hope and where do we find hope in today's world. And he reminded me that 30 years ago, in November, the Berlin Wall fell. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that? Yeah, lots of us do. Yeah, my friend and I were both college age young people and he was actually a political science student. So for him, this was just the, one of the defining moments of his life. And I think his his reflection on it was that here was this here was this wall that literally ran right down the center of Berlin that divided these people, these people of common heritage divided them from each other. And symbolically, this wall ran through the middle of our world, didn't it? It it divided us with fear and hatred and um, hopelessness. And it was destroyed. We are a people of hope. Finally... Um, Three weeks ago, I received an email from the president of the seminary where I study to become a pastor. And it was uh, in the subject line, it was titled, Ensure and Certain Hope. The email went on to tell me that uh, one of my professors, her name was Gwen, had died unexpectedly. And as our community grieved, that week and told stories of Gwen and remembered the love that she had for Jesus and for people, I returned to that subject line, In sure and certain hope. Maybe if you've been to a funeral recently, that rings a bell for you. It's part of the prayer that we say at the graveside service from the Lutheran Book of Worship goes like this. In sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, we commend to Almighty God, our sister, and commit her to the earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We are a people of hope. In this season of Advent, in this season of waiting, I want to invite you to lean into hope. Our three readings today from the Bible all end with this sense of hope. I invite you to grab your bulletin if you would like to and just turn to the page where we had our readings for today that Paula read so nicely for us. I want you to check out the end of Isaiah, we are invited to walk in the light of the Lord. And at the end of Romans, in verse 14, it gives us this great image, this great image of putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Matthew, in verse 44, we have this beautiful assurance that Jesus, that the Son of Man is coming to us. So I got to thinking, what does it mean to walk in the light of the Lord? If we look at our, our text from Isaiah, Isaiah was living in a turbulent time too. It was as violent and maybe more dangerous than the world is today. And so he writes into this time, this wonderful vision, this vision for the future. Can you imagine this? It says, not one nation, not two nations, not five nations, all Nations shall stream to the house of the Lord, and people, everyone, shall seek the Lord's ways and teachings. The Lord shall decide between nations, and people shall turn weapons of war into instruments that provide abundance of food for everyone. That war will no longer be taught. This is a vision for us. For we are a people of hope. And from Romans, what does it mean to put on Christ? Well, first and foremost, I think this is about our baptism. And this is our encounter, just as Castella is going to encounter in just a few minutes, the waters of new life. This new identity that Castella will join us as children of God as children of God who know what time it is and who wakes from sleep, who puts on light, and because of that light lives honorably. Not because it's a requirement, but it's an invitation. It's an invitation to live into the fullness of who you are and who God created you to be. We are a people of hope. And what does it mean that the Son of Man is coming? Let's be honest, this is a kind of creepy text. Jesus is going to break into your house. I don't know, I have a ring on my doorbell, so I don't think he could get in. This imagery is complicated and beautiful all at once. It's complicated because, if we're honest, that's kind of creepy. But it's beautiful because you know what? Jesus comes in ways that we don't expect. Jesus comes in ways that we don't anticipate, that we don't always understand. Jesus comes in ways that require, as Ali showed us, coffee and sugar. Right? Jesus comes in ways that strip away the focus of, all, of our focus on all the things that we think are important. Jesus breaks in, breaks into our homes, to our lives, to our hearts, to show us that all the things that we think make us who we are, don't. In baptism, we are a people of hope. So these are our promises on this first Sunday of Advent. Promises that the Lord is our light that we, little old you and me, can put on Christ, and that the Son of Man is coming. That the Son of Man, that Jesus is already here, here in the hope of preschoolers who are part of our cloud of witnesses, here in the hope of a wall that seemed impenetrable and yet fell. here in the hope of death that leads to everlasting life. As we wait for our prayers to be answered, for this uncertainty to be resolved, for justice and peace and mercy to reign, for God's kingdom to come, I want to invite you to take your purple sheet of paper. This is called the Prayer of Good Courage. And this is a prayer that leads us with hope. Together. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us, and your love supporting us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.